Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Well, we're so glad to be here. Do me a favor. uh, Turn with me to um, Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Philippians third chapter, verse 10. Hallelujah. (laughs) Wow. It is such a sweet presence in this room, and it is good that we are here to celebrate Resurrection Sunday with you. Philippians, the third chapter, one verse, it reads, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to know, I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. I'll read it one more time and it's on the screen for you as well. It says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him sharing in his death. And I'll read verse 11. So that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. I want to talk to you this morning from the subject entitled, Experiencing Jesus. Experiencing Jesus. Um, That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Philippians 3, verse 10. Lord, open our hearts and our ears and our eyes to see your word, that our lives will never be the same from this moment, and that, God, you will be exalted above all else, that someone's life would be changed in in this room for the better. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Philippians 3, I want to talk to you from experiencing Jesus, experiencing Jesus. We find ourselves, the resurrection, ladies and gentlemen, is this particular season, this particular time that we find ourselves in is very significant and unique. It's so unique to the point where believers and unbelievers begin to pause to see what exactly is this fuss all about. Ladies and gentlemen, Christianity is the most scrutinized religion among all other religions. Resurrection because it is the claim that we serve a God named Jesus who rose from the dead. At that point in ancient history, nothing like this has ever been done. At this moment in ancient history, nothing has been seen like this. Jesus came on earth and saying, if you saw the Father, you saw me. He came on the earth telling you that I am he. I am the one whom he has sent. I don't do anything on my own accord other than what Jesus, other than what my father does. So I do what the father does. And the Jewish people, I mean, that, that section was like, uh-uh. Oh, how dare you blasphemy? Cut off his tongue. Let's stone him. Let's get rid of him. Now, understanding, ladies and gentlemen, that now, as we look at this event 2,000 years from, uh, from, from that pe- period of time, people are still are trying to argue or wrestle with the fact that this God has actually rose. 
We don't believe in the resurrection solely because of theology. Scripture will tell us that Jesus rose, but there's the historicity behind his resurrection. There is eyewitnesses. There are accounts, not only from the gospel writers, independent accounts, and some New Testament scholars who are atheists and agnostics will make the claim to say, well, that we can't go off of that. That's not substantial because all of their accounts are different. Well, I would beg to differ to you this morning that if all of us witness the same thing, we won't all make it or say it the same way because we all see it from a different point of view. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the resurrection time, I can theologically believe that he got up. But now there are uh, New Testament scholars who are atheists and agnostics and those who are believers who have all came to agree that the Savior actually did get up, that it is historical fact. Now, how they interpret this fact is a different story. Because you may have the facts, but how you interpret the facts are totally different. But I didn't come this morning to argue with you if he got up or not. The facts are there. But I'm coming to suggest to you this morning that the resurrection is bigger than the fact that he uh, has canceled our debt and that he has done away with the old covenant. A new covenant has arrived. It's, 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 while those things are significant and while those things are important, fam, the truth of the matter is it's a lot bigger than that. It's bigger than the fact that, uh, that and while it's important that his blood covered a multitude and we're, we're redeemed now and all of that stuff, he did all of this. He made peace with God on our behalf solely so we could experience him. Ladies and gentlemen, the resurrection and the, and the power of it is now we can experience Jesus without all the other stuff that was in the way. You can now have an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, this transcending God like never before. Why? Because he's made peace on our behalf with the father because he's now now we can come. The Hebrew writer says now we can come boldly before God. We could not do that before. We had to have a priest once a year go on our behalf. And you didn't know if that brother was living right. And he got to atone for all of us. No, no. How we know our sins going to be forgiven because of this man. <laughs> I can't live like that. I got to go for myself. If he ain't living right, surely I can try to do something. No, 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 no. We couldn't do that before. Jesus, his resurrection ushers in a new age. His resurrection ushers in a new paradigm, meaning that now it has gone from one person going on the behalf of everyone. Now everyone can go on their own behalf. They, everyone can go on their own behalf. You don't need me to get you to God. You don't need me or anybody else to get you to God. You can come to him for yourself. I don't need you. I like you, but I don't need you. I don't need anybody to say that I speak for God. No, 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 because I can listen to him for myself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
The reality of the matter is, is that resurrection brings us now. It was not just the fact that his body rose from the dead, which substantiates our faith, but now he has resurrected a relationship that was once dead. He resurrected a relationship that was broken because of the sin of one man named Adam. And through the second Adam, Paul says in Romans, we now have life. So not only did he resurrect his physical body, he resurrected a relationship that had been suffered because of the sin of one man. We find ourselves here in this text, and I'm almost finished. We find ourselves in Philippians 3, verse 10. Paul says in his life, after all of the accolades, after all the things that he's done, Paul says, I count all of it as rubbish. It doesn't even matter. He's saying that, yes, it's good to have that stuff. That's all nice. But he's saying what's more important than all of that is knowing Jesus. He said, I would forsake it all so I could attain the resurrection from the dead. Because what he cares mostly about, ladies and gentlemen, is that he is able to experience him like never before. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus died so that you could experience him. He died more. It's more than you just punching your way into heaven. It's more than you just saying, yeah, I gave my life. I got it now. And I'm going to just live whatever. I got grace. But what makes his grace so amazing is that now we can live a life on earth like it is in heaven. That we are not waiting to experience this abundant life when we get there. I can experience it right now. See, what makes, let me tell you something. You know what makes going after accolades and different things in life so great? Is that you know that while I have those things, it don't make me who I am. That while I have those things, I'm not chasing that because I need to be whole. I'm not chasing that so I can be complete. I'm just doing it to do it because I already have Christ. And that now I know my purpose in him. I know that all that I have is because of him. I know that what I'm doing is a part of accomplishing what he's put me on the earth to do. See, I'm not chasing this because I want to be so great. I'm only chasing what God has called me to do because that's what gives me wholeness. I'm chasing that because that's what gives me who I, that gives me uh, uh, the 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 the, uh, the push or the motivation to continue on to do the work of God. I don't stand behind this desk on Sunday because this is just, I just want to do it to do it. No, I do this because with a purpose and an intent. And so what Jesus does for us is that he resurrects those dreams, those purposes, those things that he's intended for your life so that you can now walk it out with him. <laughs> Paul says, listen, this is the experience that I want to know. See, let me tell you something. It's more than you just knowing God with head knowledge. Head knowledge is not enough to sustain you. Matter of fact, what makes the Christian faith different is, is that this is more than what we know on a, on a, on a mental or intellectual level, which Christianity can uh, uh, stimulate. But the truth of the matter is, is that it's one thing if I tell you about Jesus, it's another for you to actually experience it. Yeah. 
It's like this. It's one thing for me to tell you that Michael Jordan is still the greatest player of all time. I don't care about you LeBron fans. I like LeBron, but he's not greater than Michael. That's one way, right? But it's another thing for you to look at the highlights and be like, yo, Mike, he, 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 he was the GOAT. It's one thing for me to tell you, God rest his soul, Kobe, my man, Mamba, God rest his soul. Makes me cry every time I think about it. But anyway, listen, it's one thing for me to tell you that he was great. It's another thing for you to actually experience it. It's one thing for me to tell, unfortunately, I hate to throw him out here. EP tells you that key lime pie tastes good. But when I experience it, I have a difference of opinion. <laughs> What I'm telling you is, I can tell you all there is to know about Jesus, but it will never become personal until you induce yourself in it. I can tell you all the things. I can tell you what he's done. I can tell you he saved us and that he's done this for you. But it's not until you come into the belief for yourself and the experience for yourself, which makes that head knowledge more personal. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He wants us to grow in the knowledge of him. He wants us to grow in the knowledge of his word. But that word only becomes more powerful when you've hidden it in your heart. He said, I want to know. I, I want to know him. I don't know. I, wanna, I don't want to know of him. He said, I want to know him. Many people know of him. But you don't really know him. Ladies and gentlemen, the word in the Greek, it comes from this uh, Jewish idiom that refers to intercourse, right? And so Paul uses this to, to, to try to get across the type of intimacy that we ought to have with God. It should be personal. You get what I'm saying? Resurrection invites us into a personal relationship with God. It invites us to get to know the God that made us. It invites us to get to know the character of this God so we could trust him, Ms. Gloria. It is important that you understand that God is personal. One thing that makes the reason why God exists, which wouldn't be something that I would use to put a theological explanation on, is that you can experience this God. This God and what he has to offer is an experience with him. And as he says, if you draw near unto me, I will draw near unto you. That this God, while he is mighty and he is holy, he does not find it a robbery to want to get to know his creation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is real if you allow him to be real in your life. He's not no figment of imagination. He's not some character. Jesus wasn't some character that was made up. He ain't no folktale or mythological Zeus or something like that. He ain't none of that. He's somebody who actually walked the earth. Scripture says in John chapter 1 verse 14 that we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the father, full of grace and truth. And so Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, is the visible manifestation of the invisible God. Are you hearing what I'm saying?
Here we go. First John chapter five. If you don't want to take my word on it, let's go here for one second. First John chapter five, verse 20. And it says, and we know that the son of God has come and he has given us understanding so that we can know the true God. And now we live in fellowship with the true God because we live in a fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. He is the only true God and he is eternal life. Well, okay, if that's not enough for you, John chapter 17, verse 3, makes the argument again and says, and this is what Jesus says. He says, and this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. This is God's plan for why he did what he did. He wants you to know his son so you can know him. Because to know the son is to know the father. To know the son is to know the father. God's plan for eternal life was not so much that you can punch your ticket out of hell, but for you to know who he is and to know him in a personal way. He's saying, I want to know him. I want to know him. I don't want to be that person that knows of somebody. I want to actually know him. And the way you know him is coming into a relationship with him and by praying and talking with him, having communication with him. You're not crazy. You're not praying to air. You're praying to somebody real. You're not praying to the, to the wall. If you talk, he'll talk back. And he'll talk in a still, small voice if you open up your spirit. God ain't no mythological character. He ain't nobody. He's not somebody who just trying to. No, 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 no. I died. He said, I died so that you could have this. This intimacy. And this is what Paul wanted. He didn't care about all that other stuff. Paul wanted to know him. And we would rob ourselves if all we do is say, hey, I made it into heaven, but not experience him here. Because that's what makes the experience even greater when you experience him here. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. Earth is a practice for heaven. Because heaven is a place ready for prepared people. Because we understand we just nomads just passing through. You are a spirit wrapped up in a human body, living a human experience. And the way you come to God is through faith that returns you back into his presence. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, he says, I want to know him, but he didn't stop there. He said, I want to know him. Watch me. He said, in the end, experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. So guess what? When I know him, then I experience the power of his resurrection. He's saying that this power, ladies and gentlemen, is this is, is a spiritual It's the resurrection is now a power in the spiritual life of Christians. What it does, it stimulates the spiritual resurrection, the resurrection from the dead of sin unto life of righteousness. This type of resurrection, ladies and gentlemen, in the power of resurrection is an evidencing power. It means that it's a seal that everything Jesus did and said was true. 
All right, now, if you don't like that, not only that, but it's a justifying power. That means that it is the receipt and proof that the sacrifice of the cross was, adopt, was accepted as payment in full. All right, meaning that because of Jesus' death and his resurrection, God saw that as a sufficient payment for your own debt. And so he raised them up. Say, I've been justified. Come on, you ought to praise God right there because he said, I've been justified. That means that he at that day, he looked at the sacrifice of Christ. And when he raised them and we come into that and we come into that power, he's saying that you've been justified. That his resurrection is enough to justify us. It's enough to keep us. And not only that, but to sustain us through this life. This is the type of power he's saying, I want to experience. I want to experience this type of power, not only a justifying power, but I want to experience a life-giving power. I mean that it gives me life to my mortal bones. You know what? Stand the Bible stands out from any other book that you would read because in the contents of his pages is the power of God being on display to man. In the content of his pages, there's something that is in there that gives me life that I can look at and read this book and something it stands out than many other self-belt book it gives life to my soul and that's why Jesus said that I am the bread I'm the bread of life and if anyone eats of me he will have life that's why the oh my god that's why Peter told them told Jesus that in your words you have the words of life He's saying, we ain't going to leave you because you got the words of life. This is the type of power he's saying, I want to experience. This is the type of power he gives us the chance to experience. This life-giving power. Not a dead power, but a life-giving power. Saying this is the resurrection. Say this is the resurrection. This is the resurrection power. That you can experience this life-giving power. That listen, he's saying that uh, he, Jesus said, I'm the true vine and you are the branches. A part of me, you can do nothing. Why can't you do nothing apart from Jesus? Because in him, he's the source. It's like any other tree. That anything that's connected to the tree, it gets its nutrients. It gets its source. It gets all that it needs because it's connected to the root. But when you're not connected to the root, you can't experience the same type of sustenance because you're detached. Now Jesus is saying, hey, you got to experience me. Hey, because with me, you can do all things. With me, you can tell mountains to be moved. With me, you can travel over snakes and scorpions. With me, you have all authority in my name. That's the type of experience I want to experience. He said, I want that. Paul said, I want that. There's more to him, this life-giving power. But not only that, but this is another aspect of resurrection I want you to see. He said, not only that, he said, I want you to, he's saying this type of power is a consoling and comforting power. It promises that our friends and loved ones who are dead in Christ live with him. See, this is important. Because when you lose somebody in your life and they know God, it makes it a little bit more comforting to know that they're in the arms of God. It makes it a little bit more comforting because if I didn't know where they were, my spirit would be a little restless. 
But let me tell you something. When you know where something is, nothing is ever lost. The truth of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, not only when somebody is gone, but let's talk about the disappointments in you and I's life. Let's talk about certain things that we've gone through, the discouragement or certain things that God is. Let me tell you something. Jesus said it was for your benefit that he goes away because I'm going to send you the comforter. He sent somebody who was going to comfort us in the midst of our deepest and darkest days. I don't know who needs to know this over your life this morning is that God is not only a person that sits there but he want to get in the darkness with you and he wants to comfort you and console you that he's the God of all comfort he he listen God don't got no problem getting down in there with you he says oh my God David said if I make my bed in hell he be there he's a consoling he's a comforter if you need peace in your spirit he said I'm the prince of peace if you need joy he said i'll give you joy he said if you need healing i was bruised for your iniquity the chastisement of his peace was upon him and by his stripes you are healed he says i come to console you I come to comfort you. I come to be there when nobody else won't be there. I come to be there when you feel lonely. I come to be there for you when you seem that you can't talk to nobody. I come to be there for you when it seems like you can't talk to this person or that person. He's saying you can talk to me. I can keep a secret. I can keep a secret. And I can console you in the midst of it. This is the type of experience you are missing out on if you don't try to experience Jesus in this type of way. He said, I can comfort you. He said, I can comfort you. I will wrap my loving arms around you. And guess what? Not only that, but I remember when Jesus was coming out of his temptation from the devil, the father sent ministering angels. Hallelujah. To sing songs of deliverance over him. There comes a time when God will send ministering spirits to you. Hallelujah. To sing of, oh God, deliverance over you. When you feel like your back's against a wall, when you feel like you can't turn to the left or to the right, he said, I will send the comforter and he will be that for you see this is what I want to experience when you experience Jesus you are experiencing all of him nothing he holds back he gives his whole self Look at somebody say he gives his whole self. He, 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 he don't listen. Jesus is the realest person that you ever meet because he not wearing no mask. He ain't wearing no mask. Jesus is himself. You come to me, you're going to get you. What you see is what you get. What you see is what you get. I'm not like your little friends. I'm not like your little lovers who can't love you like nowhere. I'm the one, ladies and gentlemen, that I am who I am. What you see is what you get. What I've shown you is what I've shown you. You can experience it for yourself or stay where you are. But I'm here. He said, I want to know him. I want to know him in this type of way. Ephesians 1 verse 19, I got to move. He says, I also pray that you would understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power, verse 20 says, that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heavenly realms. 
He's saying this same power, ladies and gentlemen, you can experience. And then lastly, ladies and gentlemen, he's, Paul, he, he concludes with this as I conclude. He says that I want to know, I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. This is kind of confusing. Why would you want to do that? Because if you're getting Jesus, you got to get all of them. Here's the truth. Everybody wants to reign with them, but you don't want to suffer. See, a part of the resurrection is you can't resurrect if you didn't suffer. You couldn't resurrect if he wasn't dead. Yeah, you got to, listen, let me tell you something. When you give your life to Christ, you experience a spiritual death to the old man that you and the old nature used to carry. You have to die. That old nature got to go. It wants what it wants. It wants to gratify its own self. It don't care who's in the way or who it hurts. It don't care. Listen, it wants what it wants. It's this animalistic nature that don't care about the danger that's present. It just wants what it wants. You feel me? But the spirit man is to come to show us in whom we are ought to be. The spirit man, the Holy Spirit comes, ladies and gentlemen, to quicken us so that we can start to be sanctified into the image of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is, is that if you are going to experience Jesus, then you got to experience that nature being dead. Let me give you an example. That means that when you have an opportunity to be able to tell a piece of your mind, but you know that is not the smartest thing to do at the time, you know what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit, uh, uh, you better not say that to them. I know you want to talk to them in a particular way. I know you got every word in your man about what you about to say to them how you gonna twist up your cuss words how you gonna do this it's all right but don't do that come on let's be honest the spirit man comes there and say i know he look good or she look good but don't you go over there that late at night you know ain't nothing good happening at 11 and 12 a.m Somebody ought to say amen. Come on, come on, come on. Help us, Lord. Help us. You see that fire? Like, listen, spirit be like, I know he or she look good, but I don't think you, I don't know, that ain't the right one. Keep it moving. You need the spirit to show you, then direct you to who it, who it is. Because when the right person come and the spirit validates it, then go ahead and run. If the Spirit show you somebody good right now, you should be running. Don't be trying to run after them people that you know you want, but they ain't right for you. You better go over there, because let me tell you something, the Spirit got the best. See, y'all don't want to, listen, y'all don't want to, y'all don't have no church. The Holy Spirit, God knows what's best, and guess what? That person may look fine, but he got somebody else fine, filled with the Holy Ghost. Right for you. I'm just trying to help my single folk in the house, and y'all should say amen. I'm trying to give you practical ways that this works. Spirit man is there. He's there to try to lead and kind of guide you on this thing called life. 
And you and I just want to keep going this way. And he trying to bring us this way. And I don't like that. I'm going to keep going. This. Listen. Go on the path that he has designed for you. Stop trying to go against it. God knows what's best. And what he has that's best is better than what you ever will consider as best. I promise you that. He said, I want to know him in his suffering. Because that, 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 that flesh man has to die. Here it is. Romans 8, and I'm gone. Romans 8, verse 17 says, and since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we also must share his, uh, his suffering. So if you want to be glorified with Christ, you got to take all of this experience. You're going to have days where you're going through stuff and you don't understand. And you're going to have days where you don't want to go, you don't want to go through it. But the reality of the matter is this. The experience with Christ alone is he says, take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. What Jesus is telling us that, listen, it's better when you carry it with me. That guess what? That you're not going to have to carry this by yourself. You don't have to carry this alone. When you experience the resurrection of Jesus, he says that, listen, now I come alongside of you in your life. Come here, Dom. And this is what happens. What happens is, is that now he walks beside me and now he's walking along with me and when I feel weak he lifts me back up when I feel down he lifts me back up I don't have to do life alone because he's right beside me hallelujah because he is the good shepherd and because he's the good shepherd he would not want for not one to get away he will come chasing after you he will leave the 99 to go after the one he says don't he leave me he leaves me beside the still waters and though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i fear no evil because my lord is with me the power of the resurrection that I can experience is daddy's with me. He said, though I be with you to the very end of the age, I will not leave you. Your mother and father can forsake you, but I will be there for you. Hallelujah. I want to know him this way. He said, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. He said, I want to attain. I want to attain that by the end. By the end of this whole thing. When life is over. Paul said, I want to do all I can. Not because of why I'm doing this for my salvation. I'm already saved. But I want to see Jesus at the end of the day. All of this don't matter if I don't see him. All of this is all rubbish if I don't see I want to see him high and lifted up. I want to see him high and exalted. What makes life worth it is that at the end of my life that I can see Jesus face to face. 
hallelujah I can see him face to face and not only that but I'll crown him I'll lay my crowns before hallelujah and guess what this is what Paul was saying we shall not all go to sleep but at a twinkling of an eye we shall be changed <laughs> look at somebody say this is the power I want to experience this is the power I want to experience this great power that raised Jesus from the dead Jesus said wait there in Jerusalem because in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 he said that you shall be filled with power when the Holy Spirit shall come upon you and this power that we have is not of the world this power that we have is not given to us by man but it's given to us by God all right stand your feet we getting out of here now but you want to worship God in this room like you know that you got this power and this is the power that we have in Christ because he raised up from the dead and when they went to that tomb they said the angel said why are you weeping he not here he not here and every time that you look at the things in your life you better be remembered that your father your, your son his son got up for you And this is what I want to experience. I want to know him like this. In the, I want to know him in the powers, resurrection, and also in his suffering. And if I suffer with him, I'm going to reign with him. This don't sound sexy. It ain't meant for it to be. So that you can choose him every day. It's a choice. It is a choice. It's a choice. What you will do. It's a choice. In this moment right now, if you don't know Jesus, I give you the opportunity to experience the resurrection of life. What I just did was illustrate to you the gospel message and what Jesus came to do so that you can experience him in a personal way. It doesn't matter what you've done. He's not holding it over your head. He just wants to know you. That's it. And if you give your life to him, I'm not telling you everything's going to be perfect, but it's going to be sure enough better than what you're living like now. Everyone watching online, everyone in here, if you want to rededicate your life to Christ, you can do that right now. It's available for you. He came that you may have life and live it more abundantly. It doesn't matter if you walked away from him. It doesn't matter. He's still here with open, with open arms, accepting you the way you are. Accepting you as you are. If you want to become a partner of transformation, listen, we love you. This is a no judgment free zone here. We're here to see transformation in Christ. We're here to connect you to the power that we were connected to, the power and love of Jesus Christ. You can do that.
I'm more important that I'm more concerned about you being connected with Jesus. So if you don't know him, pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a savior. Lord, save me from where I am. I acknowledge you died on the cross, that you were buried and that you rose and that you ascended to the right hand of the Father just for me. And I ask you right now to be the Lord over my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, I believe you're saved. If you said it in here, talk to me after service. If you said it online, you text that number right now. So salvation has come. Come on and give God praise. Give him praise and honor. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you in your beauty of your holiness. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah, what a savior. <laughs> hallelujah, what a friend. Oh, hallelujah, you're king forever. And we thank you for the cross. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.